So I'm doing the uh, doing the podcast on stream here, and it says defamatory, harassing, obscene, or racist content is prohibited. Please be respectful when participating in a live show by using the call-in feature. You understand that your voice may be recorded and published by the host. So, so we get calls in. It'll be up here, but I'm not marketing this one. This is the mobile question. So. Everybody gets the quotes right. You gotta let that last part of that quote hey, you gotta get a time slip right through your hand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you said you gotta sing the song. Look, 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 I saw that and I was like, yeah, some people don't get that. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go back. Didn't you post something a couple weeks ago too? Yeah. Another little. Experience. You gotta go back. You gotta, you gotta go back to the '80s. It's slipping away from us. It's getting further and further away, which is scary. But, yes, uh, it is. It's like they ain't not gonna get that one. It's like, it's like if I say the rest of it, then oh, I remember that. I think. Yeah, be watching MTV. I was watching uh, Tighten and Pantyhose, Two Sides of Small. There you go. Day before yesterday. There you go. Good times. Yep. You know, Rollo, I didn't even know Rollo was, was that old. Yeah. yeah. He was he's still around, one of the few people that's still around, because I think Fred's whole crew is gone. Except, actually... Well, is Bubba still around? King Ralio. Lamont and Fred really wasn't that far apart in age. Really? They weren't, I mean, they weren't, you know, it seemed like they were 30 years apart. They really weren't that far apart. King Ralio. King Ralio. King Ralio. Two minutes, two minutes. Okay, I'm back in the booth. Behind the mic. Looking at the engine, 
Guess who's back? The doctor. <laughs> well, thank you for, uh, of course, tuning in for Money Mondays. We appreciate you um, taking the time out of your Monday to share uh, your perspectives with us as we try to share information about money and finance and all of the above. So we, we want you all to make sure that you understand that Money Mondays is really our effort to be able to share as much financial information, money management, um, investing information, saving information as possible. The idea to allow you to be able to better manage your money. And so with that said, you know, you can always reach out to us at Money Mondays with Artist Key and we try to bring in guests to discuss some of the best topics that'll help you better manage your money, get the most use out of your money, not allow people to exploit you for your money, and essentially have confidence when you're talking to advisors or making investments. 
So of course we have Kathy Conley Jones here with the Conley Financial Group. She's been on our discussion several times, our, our Facebook live stream, and we so appreciate Kathy and, and actually and our entire family and all of, of the things they try to do to improve the community. Kathy's company has been around for over 25 years. Uh, make it 30. 30 years, and we, we, we try not to make these come off as pitches, but the reality of it is when we bring in uh, experienced professionals who know what they're talking about, it can't help but to get new business. So our goal is to inform you, to make you as educated as possible. And if you want to talk to other people, you have a wealth of information and knowledge that you can compare to what other people are telling you because we want you to be emboldened and empowered. And on this Monday evening at 545, 550, we want you to share as much as you can with us and we want to give and pour into you as much as we can. So. Uh, we thank God for allowing us to be here. It's uh, it's voting tomorrow here in the St. Louis area. We got some some uh, some uh, March 10th voting. So I, I, most of you are familiar with that if you're in the St. Louis area. So please make sure you get out and vote in, in, uh, in an effort to start to prepare for uh, voting in November. Absolutely. So with that said, we're familiar with what's going on with the market. If you're not familiar with what's going on with the stock market right now, um, We've had some drastic losses. We talked about those things last week. And of course, we're going to mention some things this week because again, as you start to make financial investments, as these drastic things happen, you can become fearful. You can you can withdraw from the market. You can do a lot of things, but we want you to understand strategically what you're trying to accomplish. And so we brought Kathy in to talk about not only how you can invest, but things that you can do to protect your family and protect your assets and protect your money. So Kathy, what's been going on? What's been happening? (laughs) Well, there's a lot going on, as we all know. Um, No matter what you do and no matter where you go, your money is going to be involved. It's going to be affected one way or the other. But as you were saying, the market dropped, it's down 8%, which is significant, which means that it closed down 2019 points in one day that's tremendous um that's not for some people it's a buying opportunity for other people it's a wait and see opportunity and those who may be within let's say six months of uh, retirement and starting to get their money they really need to talk to their financial advisor at that point to make some decisions on what they want to do. So those are some things. But the reason I'm actually here is because this is Women's History Month. And I had- Women's History Month. This is Women's (laughs) History Month. And so for my girls out there, for my women out there, it's so important that we talk about money because normally women are the ones that are left behind. We live longer, we care for everyone, And then when it's time for us to be cared for, sometimes we haven't made the plans that we need to to make. So what I want to do today is not only talk about where the market is, but talk about where you should be just on your basic foundation. Before you start jumping in the market, make sure you've got your foundation taken care of. And you know that, uh, Keith, I don't have to tell you that. You mentioned a couple of things. Um, One is that you really need to have someone you can trust, someone that when you go to them, they're not trying to just buy or sell or, or get you in a position where they're going to make money, but you're not going to make money. So you really need to have trust as your bottom line. 
The next thing you need to do is to build upon that trust. You need to have education. If a person that you're working with in the financial service industry is not explaining things to you, getting you to understand before you make an action, then you might wanna look at other individuals out there. The next thing is confidence. You mentioned that, how important that is. You have to feel confident in the decisions that you make, right? And once you make those decisions, and I'm gonna make just a step back and say, this is for women, but it's also for men. Oh, absolutely. I'm just absolutely. saying this because right. this happens to be Women's History Month. But the guys, if you have guys in your family, tell them to come on over, listen to what's going on here, because money has no gender, okay? That's it's right. important. Um, money has no specific color other than green in our country. So it's very important we do that. So we talked about trust, we talked about education, confidence, and then the most important thing is that you take action. When you're working with someone, if they have gone through building the trust with you, getting you educated so that you have confidence, then act. Don't just sit around and say, well, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. And that's when I always say, you know what, for ladies, a man is not a plan, okay? A uh, man is not a plan because I have heard young women um, say, well, that's, you know, my boo. Uh, make this much money, and he gonna take care of me. Look, your boo is boo-boo, okay? We're not gonna do that. <laughs> Don't do that. We're not gonna do that at all. So what we want you to do is be self-sufficient. Okay. Um, because this is Women's History Month, do you mind if I just do a little bit about women? I want you history? to do whatever okay, you want to do because so we want people that. to learn if, and be comfortable. You know what, if you had said no, I would have done it anyway. I know you would so, have. So uh, let's not do it that way. <laughs> so let me just talk a little bit about women in history. One of the things that I always want women to think of, when you are talking about your money and your future, it's yours. You have to understand, even if you're in a relationship, understand the money. If that relationship, all of that money is yours, it's his too, but you've got to understand, what if he had a stroke? What if something happened to him and you don't know anything about what's going on financially? The worst thing a woman can say is, oh, my man takes care of all of that. He doesn't bother. I don't want to be bothered with that. We're not going to do that. So what I want you to think about as we talked about trust and education and confidence and then making an action. And when I talked about women in history, I have some sheroes, okay? And I'm going to just give you a little bit of info on my sheroes. So as we said, a man is not a plan. And I add to that. A partner is not a pension, okay? So <laughs> whatever it is, wow. understand mm. that. But also, one of the things that I think about is Aretha Franklin. Okay. Aretha Franklin was amazing. For those of you queen who don't soul. know, okay? The queen you know, of soul. I've got the queen, yeah, of soul, queen of soul. But she was also the queen of my money. So what she would do is you would always see her with a purse on her arm when she would come out to sing. Now, why did she carry that purse? Not just because she wanted to be fashionable. She carried her purse because that's where her money was for that evening mm. before she would go on stage. And she learned the hard way. You have to get paid for the work that you do, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's very, very important. So she would get her pay, she would put it in her purse, and then she would take her purse with her. Ladies, it's important that you always know what's in your purse and don't leave that to chance. So that's one of the things. And Aretha, of course, said respect. 
And that song talks about, yeah, I love this guy, but hold on. This is my month. And you have to respect me for the work that I do. So that was one of the That was definitely an empowering song for women. Very empowering for women. And that didn't happen until the 60s. So that's when you start to see women start to step out and basically do it on their own. Because at that point, uh, most of the time, women were, well, just an appendage of a guy. Well, the whole thing was for you to be successful was that you married well. Um, That's sort of a thing of the past, I hope. Uh, But it's really important that women understand their power. And their power is about understanding where and what they do with their monies. Okay. So taking that in consideration, one of my other sheroes happens to be uh, Harriet Tubman. Harriet, oh, you all love Harriet, movie? right? I, mean, I know, I know right. we, we understand the history um, of it, but I thought the movie was okay. So. Harriet Tubman was a woman who made a decision. She decided, she said, if I will only have one or two things, if I can't have freedom, then I will have death. That's right. That's the only two things were important for her. But she was the type of woman who wasn't just going to, I'm going to get out on my own and I'm going to be free. She said, I have to go back and get others and make sure. So ladies, we have to always remember as we climb that corporate ladder or as we start to do our own thing as an entrepreneur, always make sure you have room to help someone else. It won't hurt you. It's going to actually help you. So think about that. Go back and get someone. Now, before I go to my very next thing, which is... um. How do you get to being financially independent? Okay. We are talking about man is not a plan. We're talking about um, a partner's not a pension. But you still have to know what to do, right? Sure. So part of that is going to be that I'd like uh, those ladies out there to think very closely and um, think about what Maya Angelou said. Okay. Maya Angelou said that you're a phenomenal woman. Okay. She talks about different types of women, the way they look, the way they're dressed, all of that. But every woman, you're out there, you're phenomenal. And if we go back to the idea of what Harriet Tubman did, she was really looking and talking to everyone about the physical independence, getting out of slavery, getting out of that physical slavery, physical bondage. Well, what I want you guys to think about is getting out of financial bondage because there are a lot of individuals, ladies, and you have to be honest with yourself. I'm not going to ask anybody to raise their hand because that's not what we're doing today. (laughs) What I want you to do is to think about three things for me. The first thing I want you to do, and this is for guys too, if you had a situation where you needed $1,000 to repair something, to uh, ensure that um, nothing happened to you. You needed $1,000. Do you have a place right now that you could go get it? Not your mother, not your father, your own. Do you have a place for that? That's number one. Okay. The second thing I want you to do is to think about, do you know your credit score? You know how important that is? That you know what your credit score does for you? Well, a lot of people don't. So the credit score is what actually costs you money or basically saves you money. So ladies, I want you to know your credit score and I want you to know how to improve your credit score. We're not gonna talk about that today, 
That's the second thing. The third thing I want you to ask yourself is how protected am I? And protection is a lot of different things. If you have children, and if you didn't come home one night because, not because you were out having a good time, nothing like <laughs> that, but you didn't come home one night because some clown hit you, you ended up in the hospital, and you're in a coma. What uh, steps have you made to make sure your children are going to be okay, okay? That's very important so that you know that. Um, I think it's important also because there's so many times that not only do you have a will, but do you have a health care directive that says that if I'm sick or I'm, I'm unable to speak, how do I protect those that I love? The other is, of course, life insurance or any insurance. You purchase insurance to protect those things that are important to you. And so you want to protect what matters most. Do you have anything you want to ask me before? I don't want to just make this. The no, no. Show. I wish I would try to stop you. <laughs> yes, why, why, but, why are you but, on the roll? Right. We can't break for a really we, good commercial. We're going to break for a commercial. Right. We'll come oh, back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sure of that. Um, no, that's good. That's good. They can hear that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Oh, so, okay. The other piece of what we said. So I said, first of all, do you know where you can get a thousand dollars? We're on a commercial. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you said you want to say the baby can't see. Raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> he did. That's what I was going to say. Usually we can, they, well, at one point they could hear us, right? Yeah, like at a one point. Light point. Light but, but you fixed that. Yeah, I fixed that. Yeah, so, they can't hear anything. We're, okay. anything. we're talking about your, your, your service. But too bad because now we're back. <laughs> All right. We're back. So what you were saying is great. So the first thing you're saying is um, people should be aware if they need a thousand dollars, they should have at least a thousand dollars somewhere liquid that they can access, right? right? Mm -hmm. And the second thing was was being able to know your credit score, your correct? Credit score. So, and understanding that your credit score uh, is an indicator. And we talk about that on Money Mondays all the time. It's an indicator of how much it's going to cost you to either use your money or other people's money in the future. That's if your right. credit score is bad and your history of payment is bad. Then if you look to buy a house or, or try to get um, a refinance or buy a commercial place, it, that money that you're borrowing is going to cost you more exactly. versus somebody who has a, a higher history, a better history of pain. Exactly. Right. And then the third then thing was protection. Protection. Okay. Protection, that's your insurance. That's also if you happen to have stocks. Got that Corona, you see? She looked at me like that 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 meme for uh for for Ike Turner. No, I'm just kidding, but not really. Um, right. <laughs> have to have a little levity. That's here, right. Okay? That's right. People get really upset when you talk about money. A lot of people they don't have a good relationship with money. Some people, and it's about what and I always say, what kind of mom are you? And a mom isn't so much that you're a person who gave birth, but a mom is a manager of money. So we'll talk about those one day. Before you start talking insurance. about before you start talking about the insurance, I really want to touch back on something you mentioned earlier. And you mentioned that a lot of people don't take action. And so what happens is you get information, you get advice, you don't feel like you're able to use that money to make that investment or you don't feel like you're confident enough in who you're working with to make that investment. And so when you don't take action, 
then a year goes by, two years go by, three years go by. And then if we're talking about life insurance, this sounds so sales pitchy, but it's really not. It's just the reality of it. We're talking about life insurance. In that example, and I know we're getting back to securities, but in the example of life insurance, as you get older, it gets more expensive. It gets more expensive. And if your health changes, it gets, it even gets worse. really more expensive. And nobody plans for a stroke. No. Nobody plans for diabetes or anything like that. So the idea of getting you to what you're about to talk about now is actually protecting your assets. It's really the framework because a lot of people move out of fear. And sometimes fear will paralyze you. Exactly. Sometimes fear will make you move. Exactly. And in these cases, the stuff that you talk about and share with me, these are things that should make you move. Exactly. So when you start talking about security, what are things like the common things that people really need security for? I mean, we talk about being able to take care of your kids if you're not around or if you're injured at work to have some supplemental income. Tell exactly. us more about. Well, first of all, it's your family. You want to protect your family. So <laughs> you look good. Oh, all right. Yeah. You want to protect your family. And so that's the first thing. And then I call something what I call the greed factor, and that's you want to protect yourself. Okay. That's disability insurance. If you become disabled or something happens to you, what and how, where will the monies come from? Right now, we have this in incident of the coronavirus, right? Nobody really knows what's going to happen. You could be quarantined for 14 days if you happen to have it, but hopefully if you don't have a respiratory condition, you don't have significantly high hypertension, um, you're not an elderly person. Don't just think it's for elderly because if you are an asthmatic, right, right. this is dangerous to you. Right. So if you're working and you can't get back to work, you need to make sure you have some coverage that provides more monies into you. So I call that, that that's your greed factor, okay. right? Um, you need to also make sure that your home has, maybe you need to uh, ensure that that home has been properly um, titled if anything happens. And it's not always about you dying. Mm -hmm. You could have a stroke. Right. Uh, you could have a, a situation where you can't speak, mm -hmm. right? And if that's the case, now what do you do? If you have not taken the proper um, steps, you haven't taken those actions, like we said, mm -hmm. to make sure that there's the healthcare directive or there's a financial power of attorney or something that lets other people know what your wishes are. Those are all areas that are very important to you. Okay. So with that said, you have your four steps, which is education, confidence, trust, and action. And then we have the $1,000, knowing your credit score, and then providing this okay. set of protection, right? So there's something, this steps to financial independence. We talked about that the yes. last time we had a discussion. Mm -hmm. Do the steps to financial independence complement the security piece, or is that something else that you're doing? Well, financial independence comes, it's very holistic, okay. okay? So no matter what you're doing, think of everything as you are a whole body. You can't just say, I'm just going to protect my arm. I'm just going to protect my head. You want to protect the whole body. So that whole body is a total... Uh, it's, it's comprised of a lot of different things. So my steps to financial independence, one of the things I always talk about first, and nobody else ever talks about this. No, I, I can't say no one. That's wrong. A lot of times individuals in my industry don't take the time to talk about this. Debt management. I can't talk to you 
about how much insurance you should have, where you should invest something if you are saddled with debt. So the first thing we always have to do, and I do, is let's find out where your money is going. Do you understand how money works? And a lot of people don't know how money works. So I get them to talk about debt management. That's about that thousand dollars that you have saved. That's an important piece. So debt management is so important because if you eliminate your debt, ladies, gentlemen, if you eliminated your debt, you didn't have to pay anything except your uh, essential costs, you know, you're over your rent or your mortgage and your insurance. And I put insurance in there as an essential, uh, but your telephone bill, things like that. How much money would you have every month out of what you make? We don't always think about that. So number one is going to be always be debt management. And then I help you understand exactly how you can manage your debt. Second, that's that emergency fund. If you are a working person, you should have the average, they say three times your income or your monthly income should be saved. So let's just say you make $36,000 a year. You need to have saved at least, um, what did I say? 10%, what did I say? Three, three times the three amount. Times times. Thank you so much. You can <laughs> see Keith is getting, making me nervous. So, uh, so that's, let's say that's $1,200 a month, right? Yeah. All right, that's about whatever 36, the math is. You guys do the math at home. We're up here having a conversation. We're doing math over right. So let's say it's $1,200 a month. And if that's the case, then um, you need to put away $1,200 a month times three. That's it. $3,600 needs to be put away. Always think of that. I went off to the 10% because I was thinking about how much you really should be saving, but let's not jump to that. So your emergency fund have at least three months of your income saved. The reason for that is if you happen to get sick, most of the time, if you are an, uh, employed by a company where they do have disability insurance, things of that nature, it's not gonna start on the first day of your sickness. It usually does not start until maybe 90 days three months. Right. There's a reason that that policy, exactly. Or it might start 60 days. So you say, well, what do I do in a situation like that? Call me and we'll talk about it. All right, so let's go to the nurse. We can't so, do everything so, for everybody. So while you're going through it, I know you, yeah. you still have cash flow, you want to talk about some more. If somebody's watching this discussion mm -hmm. and they're saying, well, I can't even pay all my bills on time, how am I going to save $1,000? And then you have somebody else watching who's saying, well, they make $200,000 a year and they pay their bills on time, but they're not really able to pay down debt. Do you have any advice in addition to what you said for people sure. who are having a time, hard time paying the minimum and then people who have excess and okay. they're still having a hard time? Exactly. Um, that's all about a plan. You know, even though I say that a man is not a plan, a plan that is sitting on the shelf is not a plan either. If you don't know what the outcome or the goals are of your plan, and you really should adjust it every year, then you're not, you don't have a plan. So that plan should be, first of all, you want to manage debt. That's number one. If you manage debt, you would be amazed how much money you have because actually what you earn and what you spend. So when I have clients that come in and I start to work with them the first time, 
I do something that I don't know if anyone has ever done. I'll say to you and you ladies and gentlemen out there, try this. I want you to take one week, seven days, con just continuous seven days. Every time you spend something, I don't care if it's stopping at Starbucks, I don't care if it's you drove into um, Burger King or wherever, write it down, put it in your phone, whatever you need to do for seven days. After seven days, I want you to look at the total of what you just spent. A casual spending will kill you. I mean, you don't even realize that casual spending is You don't realize how much you spend. Yeah. And that's because most of the time we're spending and we're not consciously spending. We're unconsciously spending. So that's why money has a psychological bent. That's why I said earlier that there are a lot of people who have some issues with money. Right. So it's really about once you become more aware, then you'll do better. And even with strategies, a lot of people who I know who work with people to help them better manage their debt, they try to get people to use cash in time because even when using a debit card or a credit card, the process of swiping, people don't always feel the full impact mm -hmm. like seeing cash go out. So that's another thing psychologically that people change behaviors and change habits exactly. with. Exactly. So. And you said the key word, changing your behavior or modifying. Modify. It's hard to change, but it's easier to modify. So if you needed to, um, let's say you need to exercise, right? Nobody wants to exercise. I mean, some people do. We're not going to talk about you, you know, you're Mr. Hulk over here. So we're that's, not going to talk about that's that. That's him. But what we really want to talk about is what if you could incrementally start to exercise by, instead of sitting at your desk, you have a Fitbit that tells you every 15 minutes, why don't you just get up and walk around, do some steps. That is an incremental change. You're modifying your behavior, right? So let's do the same thing with the way that we work with our money. Think about after that seven days, what did I spend? Most of the individuals that I have to work with and they, they look at after seven days, because I get back and say, tell me how much you said. Oh my, I didn't know I was spending that much money. Right. So it's not how much you make, it's how much, it's how much you keep. And that's so important, okay? And taxes, everything, so that's one thing. That goes to cash flow. The reason that most individuals are having a problem is because they have, as, as a, they used to say, I've got enough checks. I don't know where all my money went. So people don't use checks anymore. That's an old statement, okay? Mm -hmm. But the real issue is if you don't have enough money to last you through the end of the month, then something, you're probably spending a little too much in different places, right? So that's why that debt management is important. And then also understanding your cash flow, because at that point, you know how I'm spending, what I'm spending for, and what I need to do to modify my behavior. Okay, so cash flow was step number three. Exactly. So our fourth point of, towards financial uh, independence is having proper protection. I can't tell you enough. I am in the insurance business, but I am not just in the insurance business. I'm in the protection business. Protection for me is making sure that if you're driving your car and you have an accident, that you have sufficient limits. So some people go and say, oh, I just want the cheapest limits possible because what does the state ask me to do? $25,000, that's what I want. And I say to them, oh, that's great. The state." What if you have an um, accident and well, someone sues for you for $50,000? You say, well, the state said twenty-five. dollars You say, you can go into the state and ask them to give you another twenty-five. 
I doubt that's going to happen in Missouri or any other state. So what you really want to do is ensure yourself against that catastrophic issue. If you, um, on life insurance, now here's something that's brand new uh, within the past two years. Life insurance used to be only for the people who die, right? Okay, I have to die, then it's there. Or if you had value, cash value life insurance or permanent life insurance, it built cash. You had to pay more for it, like buying a home. Pay more, but it's yours, right? And you're gonna build equity in it. Well, now there's an insurance policy that allows you that if you uh, are diagnosed with a critical illness, a chronic illness, or a terminal illness, that you can actually access a portion of the death benefit before you die. Now that can help a lot of individuals. You're leaving something for those you leave behind, but also you're able to have something for yourself. So that's definitely your uh, proper protection. And as I said, it's not just on your life insurance or disability insurance, your home, your car, all of those things. If you happen to be a person that you're in a number of different sororities, fraternities, uh, social organizations, if one of those social organizations gets sued and you happen to be at a leadership position, I certainly hope you have a personal umbrella policy. Oh, wow. Okay? That's critical. And all so, that is is to help cover that liability. So you're talking about paper, you're talking about proper protection, we're talking about security. So let's from a, a very basic, can you explain the idea of a rider and, and how that can be applied? Because insurance people like yourself always talk about riders. What does a rider constitute and how can it be applied when okay. they're talking about So that? if we're talking about adding a rider to a, pol a life policy, mm -hmm. right? So let's say that your basic policy is on you. That's the insured, that's your base policy you could put a rider that's called a waiver of premium. Waiver of premium says, well, let's see, if I happen to get sick and I'm sick for six months, I may not have enough money to continue paying this premium. Well, the, the waiver of premium says, don't worry about that. Your policy premium will be paid until you're able to come back. If you are never able to come back, you have a policy that's totally paid, up, period. Okay. okay, so that's a waiver of premium. You can have what's called an additional insured rider. If you have uh, a brother, a sister, sometimes even a mom that is living with you and they're healthy, but you can't afford a single policy for them, you could put an additional insured rider on your policy. So should a rider that you add to a current policy, would that normally be cheaper than having two separate complete policies it normally? All, it all depends. Okay. Because a rider is just like if you're in the car, right? You come and pick me up. We drive down the street. You have a heart attack. What happens to me as the rider? You, I'm going to have to get out. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I can't keep staying right. here. He was the driver. Right. You're the main person, right? right? So that rider basically it's going to give protection as long as the base or the driver is still there okay. so that's why you want to do that but for individuals who have let's say a children's rider you got eight kids like he has yeah <laughs> <laughs> eight kids you don't have eight I'm kids i'm going to talk about all got six children. kids i know he only thinks there are two but there are women that talk to me about this no, i'm just kidding um he has eight children and he can't afford he cannot afford eight policies on his children. People say, well, why would you put insurance on a child? He said, not because you're gonna die, but because they're going to live. 
So what you're doing is protecting that child's insurability. But his eight children, he can't afford it, right? Because he's all having too much fun having kids. But with the eight, kids, <laughs> with the eight children, I'm so sorry. I mean, so with those eight children, though, what if you could put a rider on the policy that will cover one child or eight of them mm-hmm. at this one same premium? So that gives you a little more um, efficient use of your money, but at least you're protecting your children, right? Um, those are riders that you can have. Um, is there any other riders that maybe I'm not? No, no, I think you, I mean, I think that, you know, sometimes if you have like home insurance, right, can't you put a rider of, of, of some sort on, on those? Well, it depends on what kind of rider you're looking for. Gotcha. So for instance, if you're talking about your home insurance, and um, let's say you have a home-based business. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure that your insurance agent or broker, I'm a broker and not an agent. Okay. I'll talk about that in a minute. So you need to make sure that you have a rider on your policy that covers your home-based business okay. because your policy is meant strictly for homeowners. Okay. So if you're doing a business and something happens, somebody comes in, falls down, decide they're going to sue you, all of a sudden you put that claim into the insurance company and they say, well, you never told us that you had a business in there because they would have charged you more because it's more of an exposure. Now you get mad at the insurance company. They won't ever pay my claims. That's not what it is. What it really is, is you a miscommunication, exactly. a misunderstanding. You did not let everyone know. So when we, we're going to take a, a quick break for this next commercial. We'll go over your fifth point. And your sixth point, but then I got before then I got a question about how people should calculate about how much life and personal insurance they should have. So. Definitely. Yeah, well, Linda Robinson. Oh, Linda. That's right. You know Linda Robinson, right? She she works for you know Linda Robinson. Who? Linda Robinson. I'll show you a picture. Charles Xavier? No, that's me. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Linda Robinson. Yeah, I know Linda. What did she say? She says, let's see, two, two greatness in the room. <laughs> so true, casual spending. Uh, okay. We'll kill you. We'll Real you. talk to you. Change behaviors. Yeah, just for the compliment. Compliment. Oh, I'm glad she's paying attention. Mm-hmm. Did they say it's a movie called Snatch? Spoke. It's about being snatched. It's about being snatched. It's definitely about being And uh, President Donald Trump will propose a temporary payroll tax cut. We don't talk about him on our show. And paid leave for hourly employees unable to work through the coronavirus. You ever notice so how? So here's the question. You ever notice how every time a Republican gets in, we it's have a tax. No, a catastrophe. And so when the next group comes in, we got to come clean it up. They haven't, anyway, so we, we don't even talk about that. That's so. enough to go on. <laughs> all right, we are. We're back. <laughs> so <laughs> so before we. I thought I put on Keith's glasses. <laughs> before we broke for the commercial, I wanted to know are there any things that you do with your, your clients? to get them to project about how much life insurance they can have. So for instance, do you calculate how many kids they have? Uh, 
they, you know, if there's two children and you want them to go off to college and how much your house is, do you do any calculations like that? I do. And as a matter of fact, for those of you who might be interested in different financial calculators, mm -hmm. if you go to HTTPS, FIN Security, F-I-N-S-E-C-U-R-I-T-Y dot com forward slash K Jones, you have access to all of the financial calculators that you could ever want. That's free of charge because that's on me. Okay. So now coming back to you, I mean, repeat that. No, no, I'll, I'll repeat okay. it for you. Okay. FindSecurity.com forward slash K Jones. That's there you what you got. See, he did that so well. Younger people understand this. <laughs> Older people just keep reading. Well, stuff. we really needed okay. some 14 year olds in here. Okay. They know it all. They know they, it. They know but it all. So we didn't have one at that point. Right. So, okay. So here is what is a good rule of thumb. If you are trying to consider how much life insurance you should have, the average uh, number that we're using now versus when I started is seven. Seven times your income, okay. your annual income. Okay. okay? So you make $50,000 a year. You need to have at least $350,000 of uh, insurance. Now, for every child that you add, add one. Okay. So like he has eight kids over there, right? He needs eight hundred dollars to the three hundred fifty thousand. No, but he needs instead of three fifty, he's going to go um, fifteen times fifty. Gotcha. Okay. So it's one times that okay. uh, that number again. Okay. So, so you're talking about instead of seven, 000. you go up eight. If you've got two kids, you go up nine. Okay. Nine times your income. Okay. And the reason for that is if you look at what that number would actually uh, be, I'm just using 50,000, not your eight. That's too many. So we're going <laughs> to do two, okay? So that means seven times 50 is 350,000. But you've got two kids. So we need to add an extra um, 50,000 once. 50,000 twice, right? So that's extra 100,000. That makes up 450,000. That 450,000, you die. That 450 comes to your family. They're going to probably use about $50,000 just for incidentals, so like getting you buried, things of like that. It's going to leave you $400,000. If they could take that $400,000 and invest it, you used to get 10 or say 8%. You can't quite get that anymore. So let's just use five. Let's say you could get 5% off of that $400,000. That's going to generate $20,000 a year, right? That's just the income. It's because what you don't want to do is to take that $400,000 that you had left and start taking monies out. You don't want to live on the principal. You want to live on the interest. So if you think that, you know what, I'd like to make sure that they have the ability to pay the house off, calculate that in, and then come to that number. I mean, that's that's a great strategy. And, and what we want to make sure we're here is whenever somebody's watching our show that they can have takeaways oh, that they can really digest and keep it simple. So, you know, the most complex person can get lost exactly. in jargon that's not in their professional field. So um, the build wealth component. Is, is, how does that tie in with the insurance piece? Are well, we talking build, about real time wealth. or generational? Well, this generation, your generation, where you are right now, is going to be affected by several different risks. There's interest rate risk, which means that if you're not earning this, you're earning your money, but you can't make your money work harder 
So those only two things that make money anyway, yeah. people at work or money at work. Right. So if you have an interest rate risk, if you were getting 5%, now you're only getting three, you're getting less money. So you want to look at that. You also want to reduce your taxes. The taxes are what takes a lot away from you. Not that you shouldn't pay taxes, but you do need to know exactly how can I best um, situate myself so that I can maximize my money so that I'm not having to pay as much in taxes, okay? Right. So that needs to be favorable. You have to look at inflation. Whatever's going on, that's a part of it, okay? Right. You know, gas one day is, is uh, $2.29, the next day is $4. Okay, that's inflation. But you need to be able to uh, move on that. You need to know about how your savings and your principal and the monies that you currently have in your 401k that's a way to leverage your taxes. So all of this is about building wealth. And these are all the things that we discuss on this. So we Ex talk about compound interest. We talk about um, how to calculate um, uh, your 401k okay. and what that looks like as a pension for one. So if they've looked at any of our previous streams or they want to go to the group, they can see a lot of discussions about exactly. um, those topics. And for those of you who don't know what the rule of 72 is, I'm sure maybe you've already, how long does it take for your money to double based upon the interest rate that you're earning? So those are all important things to have. Building wealth, especially for African-Americans, is, is tantamount because it's not what you have now, it's what you leave behind. And it should be left in an orderly way. So it's not just, well, I just don't want them to have that money and they are having a good time. <laughs> Without me. <laughs> but why not? I mean, leave me. I'm going to ask my husband, leave me some money so I can have a good time. Hey, but, man's not a plant. <laughs> a man is not a plant. I got my own. Trust me, girls. Uh, so here's the thing, though. What you want to make sure of is what you have. Those of us, those not above, but those people who are single, you have organizations that you love. You have maybe your church, maybe your whatever it is. What happens when you're no longer there? That funding doesn't continue on. You don't put any more effort in. So what would happen if everyone who was a HBCU graduate, HBCU, mm -hmm. I'm HBCU. sorry, I didn't go to a historically black college university, HBCU. What if every one of you had a life insurance policy and you said, I'm going to make my HBCU uh, the beneficiary of 5000 or $10,000. Mm -hmm. Do you realize what would happen to your university? The number of people that we've had graduate from Morehouse and Fisk and mm -hmm. things of that nature, where is where are we basically putting back what we took out? That's so critical. Okay, so that's part of building wealth. It's important that we don't always look at things as someone's giving us something, mm -hmm. but at some point that we're returning what we were given. Right. Okay. So I want to stay on the topic of building wealth real quick, and I know we we normally don't go. Uh, what time we got, right? It's uh, six thirty-three. Okay, so we're good. Okay. So we start talking about building wealth, and what I don't want to do is I don't want to ostracize a uh, or isolate a certain group of our, our viewers in this discussion because sometimes people hear build wealth and they automatically assume that they can't get there because they're having so much struggles day to day. 
being able to get out of just mm -hmm. what they're dealing with. They're working a job or they're working a job and a part-time job. Or two jobs. Two jobs. Mm -hmm. And the reality of it is, is that what are some of the things at a very basic level that you could advise? And I'm, I'm kind of throwing you on the spot, no, no, but okay. what if somebody, are, what okay. if somebody's making $35,000 a year? They're making $35,000 a year and they're saying, I'm having a hard enough time paying my bills. How can I even take money away from this to be able to have insurance for my children? What, what are some things that you can give? That well, it's this all about, advice? it's all about one's prioritizing. Okay. okay? okay. That's number so one. what's important? Are your okay. kids important? Are your children important? Is, is, you know, your next five years important, 10 years? Right. Priority? Because it's exactly, it's not just today. Um, and I know a lot of times, you know, I was a, a, sing, a single mom who um, had to work two jobs. I did all that. So this is not, you know, I didn't just walk out of, you know, the uh, Ladue. I didn't walk out of there. But the thing is, you have to be very consistent about what is important to you. If your children are important, you have to, one, teach them as well. We need to say, Mommy, I need those uh, those Jordans. They cost uh, $250. All right, baby, I'm gonna get you some $250 Jordans. Does your child have a computer? Let's look at priorities. It's not so much that a lot of individuals who aren't making a lot of money don't have access, but don't put yourself in a position that Christmas comes and you spend like wild, like a banshee. And then you end up in January wishing, oh my God, look at all this I spent. Because your children would be much more um, in a better position if you spent time with them and showed them things. Our kids are really struggling because a lot of times mom and dad, are they're working two jobs, or mom or dad or whomever is taking care of them. And we're giving them more things, but they have less. So I would say that for anyone, whatever amount of money, because I know people who make two hundred thousand, one hundred thousand dollars, they're broke too. Oh yeah, it's they're a, broke. It's about so, how much you keep. People right, will blow money no time. If somebody says, well, "If I had a hundred thousand dollars, I wouldn't be broke," yes, you would, mm -hmm. because it's really about one thing: changing your mindset. People that win the lottery, they win millions of dollars. By the end of about a year, they're broke. Tell me what happened. So the first thing you have to change is what's in here. And that gets you back to, I don't care if you make $20,000 a year or if you make $2 million a year, if you're not familiar with how to manage money, then you need to talk to somebody. That's the whole reason why we have discussions with professionals is because the people that I know I feel comfortable with, and even there are other people out there that I don't know that I feel exactly. comfortable with people talking to, but you have to talk to somebody. This whole shame about not letting people know right. what you're doing and your money mistakes. That's kind of happens. You, you got to stop. You got to sit down, talk to someone confidentially that's going to be able to point exactly. you in a direction so you can better use your money. You got one life to live and it goes by so fast. And I, I love to see when people finally start getting in a habit to save and they save 10% or 20% of their income. Exactly. And then they see it a year or two later. And just are surprised just like, by how oh much God. they were able to save. And to me, that's like when people lose weight. It's like, I tried this weight plan. I lost 10 pounds. They're excited. And then you got to keep sticking with it because 
part of what you do with that is your plan exactly. and is your purpose. And if you don't have a plan of purpose, it's really hard to reach those goals. Exactly. So I just wanted to chime in because I know oh, there are people no. that watch this discussion. It's perfect. And they're, they're like, well, you all are talking, you know, X amount of dollars and I don't have that. But it's not about how much you have. It's about how much you can keep of what you have. And it's a building block. Many people have started off with little to nothing and end up with a lot. Exactly. So uh, you hit the nail on the head, uh, Keith, because what's really important, if you make $35,000 a year, can you save $1,000? Now, what that means is, let's break that down. $1,000, well, if that's the case, that means that I need to save at least maybe less than $100 a month. $80 or $85 a month. So what you start to do is when you get ready to go to pick up something at Burger King, you say, well, you know what? We do have something in the freezer. It may not be. I I love northern beans. I've got plenty of northern beans in my freezer. So, okay, we're going to do that. We'll do something a little different. But start to, a lot of times if you kind of start talking to yourself, you have to have some self-talk. Ladies, this is one of those things. If you are just cringing about red bottom shoes, come to me. I've got some red paint. <laughs> Go get you a pair of shoes that makes sense. I'll paint the bottom of your shoes. You and I will be the only ones who know about it. Okay. And I will save you, trust me, five, six hundred dollars. I'm not even gonna charge you for it. Okay. I won't even charge you for the paint. Can't be but some things free. don't make sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. If we're going to spend our money, we need to invest in our children. If you're gonna invest, let's invest in our children. Yeah. And I like to, you know, you, you're saying invest in children, you're saying invest in tax. Rodney has investment strategies, property, that type of thing. You know, I'm just a proponent that if you're going to spend some money on something, spend some money on something that's gonna make more money for you. That's gonna you know? exactly. So we talk about and insurance. Teach it to your children just too. That, that is protecting your assets, but also ideas. I love to see, and I, this is, we're talking about Women's mm -hmm. History Month. I love to see all of these young ladies who are under 21 years old that are making their own cosmetics. They're, oh, they're I making, love it. They're, I they're, love they're, it. They're, they're doing their own eyelashes. They're doing all kinds of hair and braiding. What well, they they're, say? A gig economy, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. African-Americans have had gigs forever, right? right? If you didn't know somebody, Miss Miss Smith, that lived down the street who, was, who made the best cakes or pies in the world, right? After a while, you can just go down to Miss Smith and say, can I have a cake of pie? She said, baby, this costs $2.50. Cost. She's already figured it out. And she took that two fifty and put it in her jar or wherever she put it, and that all saved. And so for young ladies that, if you're considering um, an entrepreneurial uh, bent, I applaud you, but I want you to think about how you do it. You cannot just jump out and say, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. The first thing I tell everyone, there is nothing, there's nothing, there's no such person as an entrepreneur. And what I mean by that is you are a business owner who has a particular product, service, or or um, something that you do, right? So call yourself what you are. Call yourself, I'm a business owner. Entrepreneur sometimes means that I don't really know what I'm doing. Okay, <laughs> I'm just out here. Okay? I'm in the month. So we don't want exactly <laughs> the old oh, anything, right? About five years ago, everybody was a consultant. A consultant oh. was starting to be people who just lost their job, and all of a sudden, I'm a consultant. And so 
let's think about they became what we're coaches. Doing. Okay, that's all <laughs> I'm coaches. Everybody so coach. I want you to be a business owner. You tell me I'm an entrepreneur. I can't buy an entrepreneur from you. But if you tell me that you are a business owner and you do hair products, I'm coming to see you. Okay. okay? Because that tells me what I need. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so you want to cover your last couple? My very last mm -hmm. piece, uh, other than my protection and that. And that's estate preservation. Okay. Estate preservation, trust me, a lot of times individuals say, well, I don't have no estate. I say, well, look, do you have any children? Yes. Do you, or do you rent or do you buy or have you bought oh. your home? So let's say that you're renting your home. I want you to protect everything inside that home. If someone downstairs leaves their, um, their food on and all of a sudden you've got smoke damage. All, now, all of your stuff is damaged. If you had a renter's policy, it's going to replace everything that you had and usually will cover you to move someplace else so that you don't have to start all over from trying to figure out, do I have to go to the Salvation Army to have them give me something? So there are certain things that we can do on our own. Uh, basically, preserve your, I say, preserve your state of mind as well as your estate. Because what I want you to do, and this is something very important to me, there's so many individuals right now have issues, the mental, emotional issues. Oh, yeah. And we are not talking about this, and we need to be. It should not be like a, a, a terrible uh, mark against us. If you broke your arm, you'd go to the doctor to see right. about it. If you broke your leg or if there was a major uh, gash in your arm, you would just sit there and go like, I can't tell anybody I got this gash. What you have to do is we've got to start talking about it and we can't uh, allow other individuals to make it a negative. We've got to say, if there's something wrong, let's talk about it. Therapy. Let's see what we'll we can do. Let's get them some help because more than anything, it's pressure. Some things, depression, um, medication you can take, all of that. A lot of times they're cutting and cutting insurance. If they don't have insurance, they can't get the care that they need. Right. But it's very important to look at other things, not always pharmaceuticals. Right. Sometimes it's natural foods. Right, right. It's what you're not getting in your system because I truly believe that I happen to be a God-fearing person. And so anybody that's an atheist, you can turn around right now. But right now for me, <laughs> I know that everything that God puts on this earth has a good and a bad. Mm -hmm. So if you were in the poppy fields, okay, for some people, it's, meta it's medicinal. That's right. If you, do, you don't do it exactly the right way, it's something else. Right, right. So if God has put this on earth, and if we are human beings, maybe you're eating too much sugar. Maybe you are eating too, eating much, too much meat. Too much meat, okay, too much processed salt. foods. Yeah. You don't really know what's in that. Right. So maybe you need to learn how to get how to cook. They now have all kinds of things, and make sure that our children, we are leaving them what we are doing now. Our parents left us better in a better condition. I feel because they told us the truth. They told us a lot of times that for you and the color of your skin. It's going to take you twice as long to get half as much as them. But they didn't say that you were only half as good as they right. were. You need to have that conversation. We need to be more loving towards each other. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that loving requires us to be 
basically factual with each other. So our emotional and mental exactly our emotional and mental state is so critical. So preserving our estate, preserving our hearts, preserving our family, it's all important. And it's because it's not all about money. I know we're on money Mondays, right. but it's not about that. It's we, about the wealth that we have. But we talk about money not from a greed perspective. Like it's funny because I was I was teasing Rodney when they redid the intro. I said, man, it's this look like a real greedy type of grimy money type thing. But we we talk about it because of the fear of discussing money. I know people who contact me. I remember when I was 20 and 21 and I had to sit down with people at places like Edward Jones and Northwest Mutual. And I was by myself trying to figure out what they were talking about. Right. Didn't want to look like an idiot. Didn't want to get exploited and had to do all this research over the years just to be in a position where I could be my own advocate exactly. and then have people in the same space try to attack you because, oh, I'm, I know what I'm doing. And in actuality, you learn That's that right. nobody right. can predict the market. Exactly. And so, you know, as we start to wrap up this show, the last thing that I want to talk about is I want to be able to have an encouraging message to people, again, who don't feel like they earn enough income and they feel like some of the solutions that we're suggesting are too expensive. If somebody wanted to get renter's insurance, somebody wanted to get home insurance, and they felt like it would be too much of their budget, what can you say to them to let them understand that it, it, there are so many different opportunities for it that, right. that it shouldn't be intimidating. They should reach out to somebody exactly. and figure out where they can get the best solution. Exactly. <clears throat> that is very important, Keith. Um, it's, it's uh, I think maybe it was uh, Maya Angelou that said, you know, when you know better, you'll do better. But you have to know something. And that's about learning. That's the educational process. No one should, there's no such thing as a dumb question. The only question that's dumb is the one you didn't ask. Someone, and if someone makes you feel terrible about the question you asked, stay away from them, okay? Some people feel better by stepping over and stepping on other people. It makes them feel better. So can I throw in something really quick? Throw in whatever you want to It's very important. Uh, I'm a member of NIA, which is the National African American Insurance Association. And you say, I've never heard of that. I know you haven't because we've just started our chapter here, but it's around the country. Uh, It's been in existence for 22 years. And the purpose of NIA is not only to support other African-Americans in this industry, because this is a great industry, okay? But also that we need to be doing more for our community in financial literacy. That's what we're talking about, all of this. So our NIA group will have on May the 28th, Uh, Starting at 6 p.m., we will be at the Urban League, their Empowerment Center on um, West Florissant. And Michael McMillan, of course, thank you so much. He is always there with theirs about empowerment and protection. No, Mike, Mom. Exactly. So we're going to do a series. Our first series is going to be on women. And we want every woman that comes to bring one woman with you or your younger lady, um, your daughter, your niece, whomever because we're going to break it down, not only about money, but other things that are important. And then we're going to have one for entrepreneurs. I'm calling it business owners, okay? (laughs) So for business owners, people get confused. Um, So we're gonna have one for business owners where we'll have attorneys there, we'll have CPAs there, and we'll, uh, of course, our um, 
financial advisors and insurance brokers will also be there. So please put that on your calendar. I will send more to you. But when you're there, it's a learning experience. We're not selling anything, okay? This is financial literacy. So bring a notebook, bring your phone, write your notes in your phone. Exactly, yeah, okay. exactly. And we hope to bring more and more to you. That's it. That's all we have. We wanted to make sure that we had you on because magically, mysteriously in the past, for some reason, your videos usually get cut off or a portion of them. We had one that disappeared. So this is, not this time. Not we this we this have time. it backed up in three locations <laughs> okay, and we live stream it. So you get, and we live podcast it. We, that was the first Stroman time that we did. Here, no, we don't even, we don't even mention him on our show. God bless him. We, we, uh, we, 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 you know, we, we're waiting for the November election. Oh, then we will, we'll <laughs> yeah. definitely find him so, someplace. But I appreciate you. Uh, is there any information you want to leave with people, uh, how to reach out to you maybe? Oh, well, one, you have my information. 314-930-3552. Now, we usually have people contact us through Money Mondays at Artist Key, but feel free to go to her website at finsecurity, F-I-N, security.com forward slash K Jones. And um, Conley Financial Group is always you, there to help you. And if you want to uh, schedule an appointment, you can do that right there. So mm -hmm. we're not only giving you access to financial calculators, everything from how to uh, reduce your debt. Um, maybe it's something you're looking at your children, trying to get them ready for uh, college. And how do I finance it? We have resources everywhere. And then NIA, which is our National African American Insurance Association, this is, I'm so excited about that because we're talking about a number of African-American financial professionals in this city coming together for financial literacy and not fighting each other, not competing with each other. When we come together and collaborate, it's amazing. And that's why we're also going to have individuals from the Mound City Bar Association will be involved with us. We have not spoken to our um, uh, the accountants, but mm -hmm. I'm sure that they would be well, willing to also help. We want to bring financial literacy to our community in a way that you can ask the questions to get the help that you need. And no one is going to say, well, you can only do work with right. uh, key. Right. That's not what we want to do. So if you have a financial individual that you would love to have them a part of this, please ask them to, to join us. You'll have more information May 28th, 6 p.m., uh, 6 to 8. We'll have a little heavy hors d'oeuvres. And tell them you heard about it on Money Mondays. Tell them you heard about money, it on Money Mondays right. with, artists with, artists with Artists. You mentioned Money Mondays. We will have a gift for you. That's right. That's All right. right. All right. All right. Thank you for Thank watching. We appreciate you. If you have any Thank questions. Thank you so much reach out to us directly. Um, and we, we thank you for watching And Hopefully something that we've said has been a benefit and please share this video stream and share this podcast with uh, other people. Thanks. All right. Look like you about twenty five on there. <laughs> I mean, if you get if you get some call, I'm telling Mike, like Mike, 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 somebody reached out to him, man. I'm, I'm gonna force you this. <laughs> Don't be messing with me. Let me tell him I'm leaving. Somebody said, "What are you talking about?" 
Oh man, um, we're talking. We were talking about. We had a live stream. Uh, I think Cesar might be it. We had a live stream about financial management, and specifically, we were talking about managing and protecting your assets. And so we had Kathy Conley Jones on, who is a financial professional, and her company's called. Conley Financial Group, and she gave you six things to be aware of, as well as some other tips for planning, how to protect your assets, and how to save your money. Hopefully that was helpful. Gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate you coming on. And we're out. Yeah, Definitely. I'll take a picture of that and send it to you. Yeah, she ain't anything for business. Okay, yeah, right. I like I like that though because I always have to tell people I'm a serial entrepreneur, and I got I go into <laughs> how I have to explain to people, you know, the different it's things that I do. Owner. But then I got to explain all the business I do, you know. So you're right. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's you say I'm a same. business owner whose service is boom. Right. Right. Thanks for joining us, Lindy. Bonnie and uh, Anil and Durwood. We appreciate you all uh, participating in this podcast. And it, it all needs to be said. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Always. Always. All right. You okay? You you get to walk out by yourself? You want me to walk you out? Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm okay. Uh, I got my keys. You got everything? Got your my gun? You, you didn't talk about your gun and your protection package. My umbrella is my protection. Oh my look, God. look. You didn't talk about your gun and your protection package. That's yeah, part that's part of that's part of us. Protecting ourselves. Because uh, I don't have a. a you got insurance. I got insurance. You don't. You don't have that anymore. Remember? Remember they did. They, remember they they repealed the law that you had to get approved for the concealed carry. So they don't. They don't care. That's. They don't care. So a lot of ignorance. You take care. See you later. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. It feel like she feel like it. Hey, look. You know the little baby and um. What was the uh, what was my age movie? that made you feel like this? Uh, what was the movie? Which uh, one? Incredibles. The little baby. Oh, oh, you talking about Jack Jack? Right, Jack 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 Jack, Jack was Jack mother. Jack, Jack, Yo, Jack. Sit your, Jack, where you at? And that part two was hilarious. Yo, that part two him was funny. And him and that squirrel. Oh, oh, um, you know she what? I'm gonna watch that tonight. Yeah, she. Be, while I got to do some work, I'm gonna watch that tonight because that hey, that is hilarious. That squirrel was good. That squirrel was like, hey, if somebody <laughs> don't get this look, somebody come get this. Look. <laughs> he was like, what? You know, I'm like, man, it wasn't before I showed him first. It was a raccoon. Yeah, That's right. yeah. He was, he was like, I don't give a damn how many followers you got. Right. I was like, hey, hey man, that was hilarious. He came up to the slide door. He did. He was talking mess. I was like, dang. Hey, man, that was, hey, that was funny. Whoever wrote that scene, I, that, that, I mean, uh, whoever wrote that into it was, that, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's my favorite. That, that raccoon was like, dude, I don't care. Hey, man, that was funny. He was like, we going to square off.
He's like, oh, you doing that now? Who goes? I was like, damn. That's how they are, too. Oh, man. Ray Cool don't give up. You know, hey, look. You know, I was over there trying to defend y'all honor. Bang on that door one time. Took some raccoons looking around one end. I'm about to walk out there. That raccoon's gonna fuck me up. Ooh, I'm cursing on you, man. Let's do it.